This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to Episode 2 of Across the Board. Across the Board is a podcast which deals with the Board of Directors, corporate governance, and risk management at the board level. Across the Board is sponsored by The Arc Group. The Arc Group is the publisher of my most recent book, 2016, The Year in Corporate FCPA Enforcement, Cardinal and Provident. You can find out more information on my book and The Arc Group at their website, ARK-Group. That's ARK-Group.com. Today, I have with me Sheila Huda, and we have a very interesting discussion about the role of boards of directors and strategic risks. She talks about <clears throat> risk as a key component of strategy and the board's role in working with senior management in the oversight of strategy and risk as part of the strategy. She talks about the role, the board's role in assessing risk as it intersects with strategy. We discuss risk management, the risk management process of forecasting, risk assessment, and risk-based monitoring, and the board's role in this process. She talks about the type of information she would expect to receive as a board of director. She talks about the type of information that she would have presented to a board when she was a C-suite level uh, executive. She talks about the type of training that a board member should receive on risk, risk management, and strategic risk. She also goes into the various roles of the board around oversight and key governance functions, which I think that you will find fascinating. If you're a board member, you will certainly enjoy this. If you report to a board, you will learn a lot about what your board expects from you. Across the Board is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. Tom Fox here for another episode of Across the Board, a podcast about the Board of Directors and Corporate Governance. Today, you are in for a really big treat because I have Sheila Huda. Sheila is an independent director, advisor to CEOs, former C-level operating executive with 30-plus years of global experience. She has provided strategic direction, driven growth, and transformed Fortune 500 firms. She is the CEO of Alpha Advisory Partners and serves on the board of Mutual of Omaha Insurance Company and Virtus Investment Partners. She is a thought leader and regular contributor and speaker on governance, strategy, and leadership. Prior to her board service, she held senior operating positions at TIAA-CREF, Credit Suisse Investment Bank, Thomson Reuters, and McKinsey & Company across the U.S., Europe, and Asia and India. She's a lifetime member of the Council on Foreign Relations and also serves on boards focusing on education, women's empowerment, and global policy. So, Sheila, with that uh, long-winded introduction, welcome and thank you for taking the time to visit with me today. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. So, Sheila, uh, I am very excited to visit with you because uh, we are going to talk about a subject that is not only, I think, incredibly important, but equally importantly, not as well understood. So um, I wanted to visit with you about the area of the board's role in the oversight of strategy and how risk plays a part of that strategy. Now, I understand that uh, your remarks today will be yours and not anyone you, uh, uh, your uh, company or boards you're on, and that's certainly uh, acceptable. But in your working professional history, could you talk about your understanding of the board's role in the oversight of strategy? Definitely. And, and before I start, I'd like to sort of recap what are some of the key 
focus areas or roles of the board. Um, there are basically five key areas that the board is uh, remains focused on. The first is to balance the interests of the company and shareholders and the other stakeholders for the long-term growth of the company. The second is to provide oversight for the development of the long-term strategy of the company and for its long-term sustainability and profitability. The third is to provide oversight uh, to, for the financial and operating risks of the company to mitigate them and control them. The fourth is to ensure all regulatory obligations are met. And the fifth, and quite important, is also to take responsibility for CEO succession planning. However, in this podcast, uh, we are going to very much focus on the increasingly important role of the board in its oversight of strategy and risk. And this is especially true today in the current environment in terms of the convergence of the risk and strategic issues facing boards as companies respond to new and emerging technologies. You know, it could be artificial intelligence, um, robotics, automation, digitization, connectivity, uh, rapidly changing consumer preferences, a lot of it driven by these new technologies and also by changing regulation. So what we are seeing today as we talk about, as boards focus on strategy and risk and their convergence is unprecedented change, never seen since the time of the Industrial Revolution. And boards and the C-suite need to understand the scope of this change to direct their companies. So essentially what boards are doing as they oversee competitive strategy is overseeing it in a world of massive, massive disruption. And therefore, in this environment, you know, how would boards work with management? Now, we are just focusing on strategy in this whole era of disruption. But I see it as, you know, five key things. Uh, one is, how would they imagine the future of the company? What is the changing business model? How would they seize the opportunity as business models change? Second, um, you know, how do they think about competitors, new and emerging? Third, how do they see and look at customers with the new and evolving needs? The fourth, our man is man is our boards need to oversee and challenge management as they and question them if they're leveraging the insights and analytics that are being drawn as they develop their strategy. And last, the fifth one is, with all this change across customers, business models, competitors, and analytics, how are they best leveraging innovation so that they can 
seize on the opportunities that come from disruption now i know this is a long winded way of talking and introducing the importance of strategy but the reason i wanted to dwell on this in more detail is that this tremendous disruption and change is also bringing significant but i repeat but different opportunities it's disruption bringing opportunities however as you see the opportunity there's another big if there both have to enhance their risk management and at the same time this risk management is a changing and moving sort of risk management as you rethink strategy you're seeing a changing risk landscape and therefore you reconsider or recalibrate your approach to risk so to sustain growth and performance going forward uh, risk management will need to be more balanced more agile more integrated with the business and boards will need to confirm uh, that management gives appropriate consideration very importantly to manage the risk return trade off to drive capital and value creation and i repeat uh, disruption gives opportunity but opportunity brings risk and therefore the boards dual role in this risk and strategy equation is to challenge management to manage the risk return trade off for value creation uh you know and the question that boards could ask in this context is really um you know have have boards have companies and their management developed a risk management approach that uh, has a strategic exposure to realize the opportunity while minimizing any new emerging preventable risks um are they proactive and agile enough are they leveraging data analytics and technology platforms to address this risk and on the cyber front which is another huge huge risk that uh, uh, boards and managements are encountering is that has the board considered its risk appetite in terms of business disruption the loss of information or the system downtime and how could the company um you know differentiate itself in terms of how it manages its risk so the point is disruption brings big opportunity boards and management have to be strategic to leverage and capture this opportunity but with the opportunity comes tremendous new unseen emerging risks in addition to the existing risks and how proactive and agile and integrated are management and boards as they oversee this risk
Sheila, I'd like to now ask you to think about uh, or at least respond to um, that concept from two different directions. The first is from the board's perspective, what does a board need to understand to be able to manage or at least, excuse me, oversee that risk, but but equally important from below the board's position, from either the C-suite or senior executive level, what information do they need to provide to the board to allow it to engage in an appropriate level of oversight? Uh, sure, Tom. Um, you know, just uh, I'd like to take a, a bit of a step back before I come to the information part, because I view that as a little bit of a, um, uh, the nitty-gritty of risk management. You know, um, at the outside, uh, boards uh, do not manage risk. The management does it. Boards provide oversight. So the really boards, uh, the, the way they oversee risk is around uh, four key dimensions. Uh, the first, I would say, is uh, challenging management or working with management or questioning management as it develops its current and future enterprise risk appetite and framework. And what I mean by this word of enterprise risk appetite is really what is the risk tolerance of the company? How do you define it? How do you give the boundaries? How do you profile it? The second is, and this comes to the point you mentioned, Tom, about what are the what's the information you want, what's the the content they need, is around the board's focus on the and providing oversight for the implementation of this of the risk appetite. And this is the measurement of the risk, the reporting, the monitoring, the stress testing, the risk models, etc. So this is the second dimension of, of the oversight of risk that the board has. The third, uh, and equally important, is setting the risk culture of a company. You know, what is the tone at the top that the board sets? What are the incentives that um, uh, may uh, are offered for taking of these risks? We have the whole Wells Fargo uh, scenario, correct? That was a risk incentive tone of the top that was largely ignored and that went disastrously askew. Yes. Uh, and the last one is overseeing of the, the role of the chief risk officer. So in these four dimensions of oversight of risk, defining the risk appetite, oversight of the implementation of, of the risk appetite, man, uh, setting the tone and the risk culture, and lastly, overseeing the chief risk officer. In that framework, the management and the senior executives provide the board with a certain level of uh, information and reporting. And that reporting and information is very much an outcome of how the board and the senior management and the C-suite has defined the risk appetite. 
how would they review monitor the key um you know the key risk dimensions of the company so if it's a financial services company it could be credit risk or market risk if it's a industrial type company there would be an operational risk every company has a compliance risk there's a people risk there's a reputational risk the technology risk so a lot depends on the type of company and the different risk dimensions that impact the company so once based on that risk appetite and the different dimensions that impact the company then there would be different metrics that are set up you know how would you measure that risk what are the benchmarks that the company would set up um what are some of the heat maps that they would do to gauge the sensitivity of the risk so the information would vary but it's very much geared and falls as a outcome of the overall risk appetite that the company has set up and how the board and management want to review and monitor that risk I want to add a little point here Tom if I may you know uh just in terms of how the information flows to the board um you know different companies have different approaches and again it depends on how, how the company has wants to manage and view its risk but some companies manage risk as part of the audit committee and some companies have very distinct and separate risk committees um a lot depends on how dynamic and how serious uh, you know the risk uh, dimensions are financial services companies insurance companies largely driven by regulation tend to uh, have separate risk committees Uh, a lot of other companies have risk committees as part of their audit committee so it depends on the risk dimensions of the company uh second i want to say is increasingly across the board as part of good risk management and oversight there is the appointment of uh, the new role of the chief risk officer you know someone who sort of it has overall accountability for risk uh, manages the risk management system um the risk control mechanism the information flow shapes the principles etc so these were two points i wanted to bring through you know how the risk is managed by the board and at the c level and the skills required for effective this committee members is you know i would say a blend of three things one is a, a good in-depth knowledge and understanding of the company and its business so they appreciate uh, the risk challenges of uh, financial expertise uh, for scenarios and framework and then you need to have some technical ability you know to understand the stress testing dynamics and the measurement tools etc 
how would you advocate that a board be trained on uh, what to ask for and what to um, opine in this oversight role? Um, two things. One is um, there are what I call the big macro and strategic risks. And then the second are what I would call uh, very much the company-specific risks. And the macro risks are, you know, the big trends that are shaping the industry. Uh, I know that the boards which I sit on, we always start with uh, the macro perspective. The economy, regulation, competitors, new entrants, new technology, um, the political environment, uh, understanding um, the, the environment that company operates in. And we very much, we spend a considerable amount of time on this because these new and emerging threats, you know, you've seen the taxi industry go be changed with Uber. You've seen Airbnb impacting hotels and hospitality. There are new and emerging entrants that are constantly lurking around and, and can literally wipe out your business. So we are very focused on the macro, macro dimensions and having external or internal uh, experts talk about this, present this, um, discuss this, document it. The second part is, in, so this is what I would call training or information gathering, understanding of the macro environment. So when you have a board member, you want to train someone or you want to bring someone up to speed, they have to be big picture macro thinkers. The second is very much uh, what I would say business specific, and that flows from the, the risk appetite statement of the bank you know, what are the key risk categories, what are the benchmarks, what are the metrics, um, and uh, it flows from there. I look at the risk management process in at, as a three-step process, uh, forecasting, risk assessment, and risk-based monitoring. If you agree with this formulation, Sheila, where do you see the board's role in this process? Um, you know, Tom, I agree with your three steps, forecasting, risk assessment, and monitoring. But as, um, as I kind of mentioned earlier, I view that as part of the second dimension of a board role, which is the monitoring and providing oversight of the implementation of the risk appetite. I think as a board, there, is, there are a couple of other dimensions, including what I would call the first macro level dimension, which is setting the overall current and future. And I repeat the word future because, excuse me, a lot of time boards are very backward looking or, or current status looking and you have so many new and emerging risks, your 
setting the overall risk enterprise risk appetite and that framework is probably the biggest and most important uh, dimension of the roles uh, role of the board the second is the implementation which is as you have um, uh, you know eloquently put down uh, forecasting it uh, assessing it reporting it monitoring it um, uh, testing it uh, doing scenarios uh, planning against it etc so that's part of the implementation part of it i don't i want to reiterate that the setting the risk culture and oversight of the chief risk officer are also part of the four dimensions of the oversight of risk that i'd like uh, to 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 have as a key takeaway from this well, Sheila, uh, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time, but this has been a fascinating uh, exploration of the role of board in the convergence of strategy and risk. And I have to say, your holistic approach, uh, I think, is uh, very not only well-rounded, but it's exactly what uh, an oversight function would, would provide to senior management and a C-suite level uh, executive. So I really look forward to continuing this conversation with you. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of Across the Board. If you've listened to this podcast on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it if you would rate our podcast as it would help in our rankings and help get the word out about the only podcast dealing with the intersections of corporate governance, boards of directors, and strategic risk. Also, if you have any questions, please feel free to email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. This is Tom Fox. Thank you again for listening to this episode of Across the Board, and I hope you'll join me next week for our next episode. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.